Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. emails and your tweets this is beach step and it's thursday july 27th 2023 i'm jay Skeets here in the classic factory and alongside me as always tess mellis podcast listeners this is for you next to him it's the bearded one matasha hot boy trey kirby hey and last but not least over yonder making the magic happen super producer jd hello there he is here we are shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on youtube feels good to be live hit that like button Make sure you subscribe, comment away in the stream team. And as always, go get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. And hey, while you're over there, pick up an Is This Good tea that Trey Kirby is rocking. <laughs> and this guy's going to be on Monday's edition of Is This Good uh, that will also drop here in the No Dunks feed. You, you looking forward to that one? Uh, very much looking forward to it. Uh, got the topics last night to take a look. And we will be talking shirts. Okay. Wearing them or not. <laughs> interesting yeah. interesting all right well that's on is this good that's next week but we are here to answer your emails and your tweets um but before we get to your questions some nba news and i start with some serious news here has happened earlier in the week Bronny james he collapsed during practice at usc on monday due to cardiac arrest as of today um he is in stable condition he is out of icu we got a statement uh, from the LeBron James family there. LeBron and Savannah wish to publicly send their deepest thanks and appreciation to the USC medical and athletic staff for their incredible work and dedication to the safety of their athletes. And, uh, yeah, not really any news since then, which I think is maybe good news, I, I would assume here, Tass, but anything to add to this? Uh, how freaky is that? Uh, an 18-year-old suffering cardiac arrest, USC staff jumping on it extremely quickly. And to read about the fact that they had another situation 12 months prior, I was shocked yeah. uh, to hear that with one of their players, uh, Vince Iwachuku, who, similar situation, uh, 12 months prior, and he, he played the entire season last year as a freshman. So hopefully the same situation happens for uh, Bronny. Yeah, wonderful to hear his, his condition is improving, and obviously here's to a full recovery, um, but uh, definitely puts into perspective sometimes like just how much you do take for granted, and it is scary being an 18-year-old super athlete where he goes into cardiac arrest here. Yeah, super scary. Um, I mean, I said prayers for their family, no doubt about it, and shout out to the doctors and the training staff who were able to respond to him right away. They had an AED nearby, which is kind of standard practice mm-hmm. uh, in big athletic uh Buildings and that kind of stuff, and this is exactly why, so that people can hop on and do the work that they need to do to get an 18-year-old kid back healthy, and it is encouraging, like you're saying, Tass, there are pathways back, you know, to playing basketball again in the future if that's something that Bronny wants to continue with, so hopefully the best for them. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Moving on here, the other big news this week uh, when it comes to basketball was uh, Jalen Brown getting paid. As long expected, the Celtic star Jalen Brown agreed to Signed the richest deal in NBA history, a five-year Supermax extension worth up to nearly $304 million this week. Uh, It kicks in for the 2024-25 season when he'll make $52.3 million in that first year. And by the time it ends, and Brown will be about 32 years old, he'll be making $69.1 million. Again, in the final year of the deal, very nice. Uh, so the two sides took a few weeks here to negotiate this extension, uh, which suggested to us that there was maybe some haggling over some details. In the end, the Celtics able to avoid giving Brown a player option in the final year of the deal, while he was able to secure a trade kicker that will increase the value of his contract if Boston eventually were to move him. But I should note, he can't be moved here now for one year. Uh, Jalen Brown, though, 
Five years, $304 million. Like I said, the uh, richest deal in history. Your yeah. takeaways. Yeah, we haven't heard those numbers before in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. So throwing those numbers around up to 69 per year, it's something that, yeah, kind of takes you aback, even though we talk about basketball every single day of our lives. So the talk has been the last couple of days. He's overpaid. He's overpaid. He's overpaid. He's not overpaid. He is absolutely not overpaid. He's getting paid part of the salary cap as much as they can pay him for a guy who's on a team that went to four conference finals and an NBA finals in seven, in five of his seven years. He's either reached the conference finals or the finals. So you're paying him max money to do just that. Will they win a title? Maybe not. Uh, but at the same time, he plays defense. He's still young. He shows up every day. He's an incredible scorer. Does he have flaws in his game? Sure. Uh, would he, would it be different if Tatum wasn't there and he was the number one guy making this money? I suppose, sure. But someone was going to pay him to do it. There are questions, I think, about the chemistry between him, Tatum, and Kristaps Porzingis. But when you have you know five of your seven years, you go to conference finals or finals, that that's... Everything you can ask for. Yeah, you're giving really. yourself a chance every well, year. Well, almost every Yes, year. yes. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. So there's one other guy who went, like, yes, Yanis won a title. Uh, you know, not everybody wins a title. So you're going that far with Jalen Brown. I, 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 we don't know, um, again, the chemistry, but, I mean, you're paying him in his prime. It's not like he's old. Right. The right. number is crazy. $300 million is crazy. But Mike Conley was once the highest paid player in 2016 when he signed, a, you know, that monster it was around 140. Um, timing is everything. Just, timing is everything. Yep. Yeah, and soon he won't be. But uh, a couple years from now, anyway. What do you think? I think the Celtics had to do this. It's a huge number. Seeing three hundred million is crazy. It was cool when like Steph Curry had the biggest contract ever. Nikola Jokic had the biggest contract ever. That makes sense. This is definitely along the lines of Conley, except for. I will say Jalen Brown is a perennial all-star. Mike mm-hmm. Conley got one all-star appearance in his career. Like you're saying, Tass, the flaws in Jalen Brown's game are so obvious that you kind of ignore the strengths. Like, the guy was a 26-point-per-game scorer last year. His three-point shot took a little bit of a step back the past couple of seasons. He was at 33-and-a-half last year. That ain't going to cut it uh, for the Celtics. But if he's back to 36% league average, that's good. And if he can get up to 40% like he was knocking on the door in the 21 season, that's even better. Uh, he's played 105 playoff games already in his career. And like you're saying, between Tatum, Brown, and Porzingis, these guys are 26 to 28 years old. There was no way to replace Jalen Brown and stay where they were for the Celtics. So I don't know. It's a lot of money for him and for Brown and for Porzingis, guys who you don't think of as the absolute best in the NBA. Like Tatum is there pretty close, but he's not a top five player. Brown is there, but he's probably a top 20 to 25 player. And then Porzingis had his best season last year. If he's that good again, maybe he's a top 40 guy, but who's putting him over the top? It will be improvements by Jason Tatum as a playmaker and Jalen Brown as a playmaker as well. Because losing Marcus Smart, they're losing a lot chemistry-wise and they're losing a lot passing-wise. Who knows how all three of these guys are going to fit together? But this makes the most sense because the Celtics are a contender. Now it's just about going over the top. Yeah. The, the, the scary part, of course, is, yeah, Tatum's Supermax extension arriving a year from now. Like, that's right around the corner. And then when that's signed, and Brown, in theory, is still there, that's 70% of your cap to two guys. But you guys are making a great case. Hey, these two guys, despite not winning a championship, are getting you as basically as close as you can get year after year after year. And you're at least putting yourself in the running for one of these. But starting in 24-25... Teams operating over that second apron, which, you know, this is going to be a squad that's likely over, like the Celtics here, they're not going to be able to use their mid-level exception uh, or sign buyout players on the market. They're not going to be able to take in more money than they send out in trades. Like, it's really going to be minimum contracts and whatever picks you got to deal with. Like, they're going to have to, Brad Stevens have to get very, very creative in terms of just filling out the rest of the roster. But as of right now, the Celtics, I imagine, are the favorites to come out of the Eastern Conference. It's got to be them or the Bucks. Uh, I would assume we're waiting to see if Damian Lillard goes to Miami Heat. Um, but, you know, they're, they're a favorite. They're on the short list of a team that could win a title here. But, man, it is wild, the sticker shock with these numbers. 
are sure. unreal. I like to think that the entire negotiation and why this took three weeks was so that Jalen Brown could get to that $69 million number right there at the end. <laughs> sure. I do think it's smart that he negotiated a trade kicker here because I think it's quite unlikely that he finishes this contract in Boston because the window is kind of these next two seasons. Because like you're saying, Skeets, once they get to that second apron, once we're deep into the yeah. CBA, it gets a lot harder to add players. And at that point, Porzingis is 30 years old, probably has less trade value at that point. Jason Tatum is going to be locked in as the number one guy. So who are you looking at as somebody that could possibly move, be moved, split into maybe more players for depth after the 25 season? Worry about that way down the line. I see a lot of comparisons. Um, saw a meme of uh, Tobias Harris like passing his contract on to Jalen yeah. Brown as the next uh, tough-to-trade contract for a guy who's good but not great. Uh, a, Jalen Brown is a lot better than Tobias Harris already and also has accomplished a lot more than Tobias Harris had. I think he will have trade value down the line, but I think these next two seasons are the Celtics' best chance, really. He was in trade rumors 12 months ago when there was the Kevin Durant uh, scenario coming up, and and the discussion was who's a better player, Jay or the other Jay. And and Tatum obviously solidified himself as an MVP candidate. He was top five in voting this year. So, yeah, with Jalen Brown is clearly the number two. Somebody will still take a chance and say, hey, he can be our number one. And and because the numbers are so big, it it seems like he's untradeable just because nobody else is making this money. Literally. I mean, there are some guys making very close, similar numbers at this point. But people will be making this much money in a few years, and you can add up salaries to trade for him if that's the case. Mm -hmm. It's just a sign that the NBA is making money. And the players get half of it. And, yeah, Jalen Brown is capitalizing on this situation right at the perfect time. Um, but they're also a damn good team. So, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's it will be interesting to see if somebody says, hey, he can be our number one. Because he was the biggest name that was available for Kevin Durant last year. Um, and then it ended up being Mikel Bridges being being the guy because they believe in Jalen. And, and now without Marcus Smart, that's the, the, the interesting thing is on the floor. If he has more responsibility as a playmaker, because it's not going to beat Derek White, I, I don't think he he'll be the starting point guard. But you know, there will the ball will be in Jalen's hands, and people will be looking at those turnovers and looking at that left hand if he still has it, and and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's I think there's legitimate questions about the you know air quotes chemistry without Marcus Smart, but you know they they have a ton of talent. Yeah, and you know obviously Porzingis is their big move this offseason, and then. Marcus Smart leaving, Grant Williams leaving. Uh, but they did, I keep forgetting, they did add, which we kept asking for, some like highly respected veterans to the bench in Sam Cassell is there, Charles Lee is there. So now Missoula has a bit more of a staff, and I think that really could uh, help them out as well here. So moving forward, Jalen Brown gets paid, and people had opinions about it <laughs> because he's a polarizing player with, uh, you know, the type of money he's making uh, for obviously um, what he gives to a team. Look, turnovers are there in the playoffs, but so is winning. <laughs> Guys won a ton of playoff games, and at many times has been the best player on the on the floor for the Celtics, and that's with Tatum out there. In many of these games, in many of these series, he had a bad one against the Heat, like the last one was stinky, but there's a lot of really good Jalen Brown performances uh, over, what'd you say, over 100 games he's played already? Yep. That's wild. Yep, yep. Uh, all right, moving on, final piece of news here before we get to beach stepping. The NBA announced this week that the next Mexico City game will feature the Atlanta Hawks and the Orlando Magic playing a regular season battle on Thursday, November 9th. It's like right around the corner. Guys, July's almost over. Uh, The matchup will mark the league's 32nd game in Mexico since 1992, more than any other country outside of the U.S. and Canada. Hawks, Magic, November, Mexico City. What says you? Uh, Great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a lot of takes on this. My only prediction is that Gustavo Ione will be there. <laughs> played for the Hawks. Played for the Magic. Ooh. Played for the Mexican national team. If he's not sitting courtside, <laughs> there's a problem. Jeez. Put that uh, in the memory bank for uh, Hoops Grid. <laughs> Lock it in. Yeah. You yeah. said Magic and Hawks? Yeah. Gustavo Ione. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Edu- okay. Eduardo Nahara will also be yeah, there. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably that, be there. Maybe. Who are the other Mexicans? Will you players? be there? Jorge Gutierrez? Will Tass Jorge Mellis be Gutierrez got, got some run. He was a net. And I believe the uh, the fourth player is Horatio Lamas. Lamas, yes. yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, and then Juan Toscano-Anderson uh, has Mexican, Mexican roots as well. So he played on the Mexican national team. Oh, Devin go. Booker has some Mexican roots too. So. Um, I'd love to be there. Yeah. Sure. You've never been Sign to uh, Mexico City, right? 
I have not. I, I would either. love to go. I've heard really, really good things. We gotta go. Yeah. Now we got an F one race too, which I know uh, Nora's been talking a lot about. Possibly <laughs> heading down there. Is it? Is there an overlap of any sorts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. And the G League team plays there as well. Oh, uh, uh, right, right, right. The Capitanes. The Capitanes. Okay. Uh, okay, so the the Mexican GP is October 29th. Oh, that's pretty close. That's pretty close. You'd have to do 11 days. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not bad. Nice at all. little vacation. Yeah. There you go. So uh, Hawks Magic, your next uh, little battle there in Mexico City again, Thursday, November 9th. You know, pre- pretty early there uh, in the season. All right, let's get to actual. Beach step in here. Your questions. Thanks for sending them in. No dunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at no dunks inc. X them in at no dunks inc. I don't know what we say anymore. Zed us. <laughs> uh, so, first one here. Give me some raptor cues. Okay. Would you want Tyler Hero on the Raptors? Toronto would need to send out Thad Young and Gary Trent Jr. to make it work salary wise. Then either one unprotected or two top whatever protected first. I'm here for it personally. Let's go get that fifth seed. And if not Toronto, who do you like stepping up for Hero as the third team in a Lillard to Miami deal? Turn up. Love y'all. Roe Jimmy Roe. That's from Andrew in uh, Ukaluit, I believe is how you say it. Up there in the great white north. Uh, So Andrew wanting to know about the possibility. Hey, why couldn't the Raptors be that team to sneak in there? and possibly make a play for Tyler Hero. Do you like that? And if not, do you have another team that makes more sense to you? Hero on the Raptors, just thinking about it from the basketball sense, yeah. You need a guy who wants to shoot. He's ready. He's ready to fire. Uh, they would. They just need somebody willing to take shots. They need a guard. His stock is low because he didn't play in the playoffs, and they went to the NBA Finals. And at 30 mil, sounds like a nothing contract. That's like a deal now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for the next four seasons. 30 mil, half a Jalen Brown, sure. <laughs> How much would it cost? What would it cost? You know, that that always factors in. Uh, but if it's a, you know, what, what we're talking here, a, a Trent and a potentially a, a protected first-round pick, they already traded their 2024 for Yakup Pertle. Yeah. Uh, so it would be a down-the-road pick for Tyler Hero. I don't know. You don't know what draft picks are going to be even worth in a few years. I say a protect one, yeah, let it roll. Let it rip uh, for Tyler Hero if you can get in there and sneak in there. There's there's going to be a sneaky team that gets, I think, uh, doesn't have to send a lot. But I, that's right. also what Joe Cronin is waiting for here. Somebody to send a lot uh, his way in the Damian Lillard three-way deal. And I could see the Raptors doing it. Of course he makes sense on the Raptors because they're a miserable three-point shooting team. I think they were 28th in the league in uh, in both makes and percentage. So like one of the worst teams when it comes to shooting the three-ball. Hero is a polarizing player, but the one thing he can do is score. I mean, that's what he's proven. I mean, he's a 20-point-per-game scorer. Hell, coming off the bench or not. Um, so, And he's a high-volume three-point shooter at that. So that part makes sense. You know, a little dicey when I start talking about, like, an unprotected pick for him. That's scary. I don't know about that. Um, but I guess he does fit, like, age-wise with your, with your Scotty Barnes. I mean, he's still super young, Tyler Hero, right? He's, like, 23 years old. So I understand the thinking... I don't think the Raps will be the team. I mean, they just drafted Grady Dick. They're thinking <laughs> maybe he can be uh, sort of their cheaper hero. Uh, we'll see about that. But what other teams have been in the in the loop here? I mean, the Nets have been one of the teams linked to being like a hero destination. The Jazz were there for a second. Yep. Uh, anyone I'm missing or another team that you think could sneak in here? I've seen some uh, fake Bulls trades oh. involving uh, Zach Levine since he's on a pretty similar contract yeah. to Tyler Hero dollar-wise. They, these involve like the Knicks and the Rockets, oddly enough. Uh, so they could definitely get in the mix, but I don't know. I started a Zeet uh, <laughs> on my phone. You started uh, a Zeet. Well, I mean, I actually, I started it as a tweet, Yeah. but it's still stuck in my draft, so now it has become a Zeet. Here are some <laughs> players who I think are also Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. Anthony Simons, Tyrese Maxey, Jordan Poole, Jalen Green, Colin Sexton, Terry Rozier. Is Gary Trent a Tyler Hero? Yeah. He's kind of a Tyler Hero. Sort of close. Yeah, he shoots a lot. Yeah. Smaller guy, not giving you a ton defensively, but a good outside shooter and can do it with the ball in his hands or kind of off the ball. Jordan Clarkson? Jordan. That guy's a Tyler Hero. Yep. Absolutely. So there's a lot of these Tyler Heroes yeah. out there, but Tyler Hero is one of the best of them, uh, I do think. <laughs> yeah. But it's a replaceable player, so there's no way I think the Raptors would include an unprotected pick, which means it's probably not getting done. And like Tass said, they don't even have their 2024 pick because of the Pirtle trade. So there's that yeah, issue. still protected. Uh, but any, any other teams? 
I don't or, know. I mean, I, I only looked at the wraps and the balls. Okay. That's the only, that's the only yeah. team I care about. Right <laughs> Is there a team uh, that's Like not? the Nets. What do you think about the Nets? I'm with you. I think if this goes down the way a lot of people still think, that Lillard goes to Miami and Hero gets rerouted to a third team, I got a sneaky feeling that that third team, whoever the hell it is, they're going to get them for somewhat cheap, and they're going to get a hell of a good player who's going to have a chip on his shoulder, and I think, like, really contribute to them. That's why uh, he makes... He's, a, again, the guy scores... It's the NBA. Everyone needs that. Now, do you want to pay $30 million for it when you can maybe be paying a lot less for similar, you know, like Gary Trent Jr. is a, a perfect example. He's not making $30 yeah. million, right? Obviously making uh, significantly less. Um, but I, I'm high on whoever it is that sneaks in and grabs Hero. I think it's going to play out for them. So if it doesn't kill you and you're not giving up like, yeah, an unprotected first, I don't know about that, then I would do it. Yeah, Tyler Hero has uh, he's run the gamut of sort of expectations. Like coming out, he was he was a rook when they went to the finals in the bubble. He was awesome. Uh, this is this guy's the next one. Uh, yeah, he scores tw- uh, twenty per game this year. It, sorry, I, I missed the postseasons in between where he wasn't all that good, mm-hmm. uh, and then doesn't play in the playoffs. And yeah, now his the expectations on him are, are pretty low. Um, yeah, he's he's. I think he could be a little bit more of a point guard than, than some of those guys mentioned. But, yeah, what's his ceiling? I mean, he's super young. So, yeah, somebody's going to take a chance. I, I don't think it's the Nets. Mikel Bridges is saying that his buddy Ben Simmons is looking good right now, working out. <laughs> I don't know if they, they take a chance with another part. But somebody's, yeah, will get a good player, a damn good player. Okay, start bench cut. <laughs> I like it. Tyler Hero. <laughs> it Jordan summer, Poole. Babe. This sounds like a good zeet. Okay, start bench cut. Tyler Hero. Jordan Clarkson. And I'm going to go Jalen Green. Yeah, that's... Jordan Clarkson, not Jordan Poole? Which Jordan are we talking about here? <laughs> Who did I say? You said Jordan Poole first, and then you switched <laughs> it to Jordan Clarkson on the... You, start, you started it again because uh, you, you wanted start, a clean... He wanted a clean short, so he started it again because oh, I And then I screwed it up. Yeah, and then I screwed it, it up. That's all right. Yeah. Here we go. Who cares? Third time's a charm. All right. Look at me. What if I were to tell you I got a question for you? Start, bench, cut. Jordan Poole, Tyler Hero, Jalen Green. Where are you going? Jalen Green's starting. Okay. The other two, they're there. Whoa, whoa, you just blew Kirby's mind. Jalen Green's starting. Yeah, I'm taking a chance. I'm taking a chance because I got upside here. I'm hoping for upside <laughs> okay. because we kind of know what the other two are going to okay, be. Okay, so finish it off. You got Jalen Green starting. I don't care where the other two are. Oh, come on. I don't on. care Play where the, the other two No. It's Jalen Green. I I am the close for this short here, man. You're gonna you're gonna get the analysis from Trey. Jalen Green starting. Other two guys. It doesn't matter. Bench cut doesn't matter. I'm starting hero. I'm benching pool. And, and I'm cutting Jalen Green. Damn. Wow. Wow. This is the opposite. Holy moly. I think it's pretty easy. Like hero and pool have done it in the playoffs. Yeah. They've done it in the finals. Jalen Green Rex. has barely done it in the regular season. He shoots too much. Sure. Guys, this guy is all in on promise. Yeah, I'm all in on promise. Even so they're all and, young guys. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a terrible situation in Houston. I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. Okay. Okay. I don't think he's done. All right. There you go, Jerome. Have fun with that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. All right, what do we got next? Second cue here. You guys sent in some great ones. 
Kaluit will never beat Trump, though. <laughs> hey, gang, I was listening to the Stadio Football Podcast a while back, and the hosts were answering a question about their dream football bracket soccer careers and where they would want to play at different stages. I thought this would be a great question for you all to answer. So what would be your ideal slash dream NBA path? Where are you getting drafted from? College, G League, Europe? What team is drafting you? Where do you move from there? Well, you're planning it, all right. <laughs> I know. How many teams are you playing for? Oh, my God. Wow. Here are things, some things to consider, according to uh, Gordon. Hometown slash country ties, city, culture slash food, fan bases, climate, jerseys, coaches slash teammates, assuming current rosters. <laughs> uh, Gordon, you're detailed. C- create a player here. Let's have some- <laughs> create your life. Yeah. You create your NBA life. Trey Kirby, get us started. Well, I'm going to be a one and done. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to college. I want to be the BMOC. Okay. Big man on campus. Yeah, yeah. Man. I mean, I was, I was honestly like, should I stay three years? I know. Should I stay four years? They get these NIL deals now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could finally sign a deal with Arby's. <laughs> this guy's the best rebounder in college basketball. <laughs> get my big beef. Uh, but I definitely want to get drafted in the late teens or early 20s in the first round. Not a lot of expectations. People are not like, this guy's got to be the franchise savior. Easy way to become a fan favorite, and I would love to get drafted by the Lakers or the Knicks. Because if you play for either of those teams when you're a young player and have any success, people will think you're awesome for the rest of your career. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, like, literally, Chris Copeland got a random deal with the Knicks, and suddenly he's getting paid $10 million from the Pacers just because he made, like, 40% of threes for two months. <laughs> if you play good in the second half of the season for the Knicks, you are a legend. Right. So I'm leaving those two teams as soon as my tenure there is done because <laughs> okay. they ain't going to want to pay after I signed a huge deal with the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> what? what? Wow. Shocking. It was between them and the Portland Trailblazers. Okay, why? Nobody's going to bother you. Oh, so you want to just be left alone. Yeah, yeah. well, be locally famous, but also, like, have fun. You know, like, get to go out and do stuff. You're and, thinking. And You're I'm choosing thinking. San Antonio over Portland because of weather. Okay. You know, Portland is awesome. Uh, but everybody who lives in Portland's like, it rains 300 days a year. And that's pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> then I'm ending my career with the Chicago Bulls. Okay. Got to. That's how you'll end yeah, it. Yeah, I got to come home. And that's a that's a classic Bulls move. Guy at the end of his career who's from Chicago will bring him in. Yeah. I want that Wade Sell deal. some tickets. That's right. Okay. Not bad. Great stuff. Uh, I, I'm sort of on the same wave- wavelength because I was watching Breakpoint, the, the Netflix tennis show. Sure. And uh, I was in the, uh, the Francis TFO episode from the Ivory Coast just – Grew up in the U.S., uh, but there was the episode where they go play in the U.S. Open in uh, in New York, and nobody wanted to be there. Everybody wanted more quiet. Everybody was like, they enjoyed New York City, but they just wanted to be out of it. So I'm with Trey in that. Um, I want I want a small town team. Now I'm also I'm 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 going a different route. Uh, I am going to be from overseas. I'm going to be that person that no one knows about. A country that has never produced a basketball player, so I'm going to be in Sri Lanka. I'm going wow. to be drafted from there. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. What team is drafting me? Again, I'm following Trey's lead here. I don't want to be bothered with New York City. I, I want it all, but none of it at the same time. If I want to go to New York City, I can go to New York City anytime. So um, I am going I'll, – I'll go to the Sacramento Kings. Wow. Ride some horses. You guys are living in San Antonio and Sacramento. Yeah. I mean, I might live. You, but... I might live in San Diego and commute. <laughs> commute, okay. Uh, but anyway, smart. Uh, so I'm, I'm a lifer. I'm, I'm, I'm a king for life. Wow, wow. You're gonna be one See of those guys. Okay, yeah. okay. Done and done. Uh, I like, uh, I like your thinking of being drafted from, let's say, Europe or overseas, but. I went to university in Canada, but I didn't never lived on campus. Mm-hmm. I want that college experience, that American college experience. So I got to go to school. I'm going for more than one year because, you know, learning the ropes as a freshman. And then, yeah, I want to be like the, the guy there on yep, campus, yep. maybe year two or three. I don't know where I want to go, though. I remember a weird time way back in the day. When I was a kid, like 13, I thought Villanova was a cool school. I didn't even know where it was. I had no clue. I was like, I, I thought still it was don't. A, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they had cool players, man. Tim Thomas was cool, and the coolest dude was Carrie Kittles. Oh, one sock yeah. up and one sock down. Uh, that's how I found out about Villanova. Cool colors, like totally. just yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. East Coast. I knew it was somewhere <laughs> there. I was like, so I'm going, I guess, to Villanova. Uh, 
I would like to be drafted with the 13th pick. I don't care what team it is because, like you said, Trey, I don't want too much pressure as like a top five pick or anything like that. But I want to be able to remember the 12 teams that passed on me. I want to be able to like list them, like bang, bang, bang. You were saying 20s, like you're getting into too many teams. I want 12 teams. Maybe it's even less. Maybe there's like a magic that have two picks in the top 12. Uh, I want to be able to list all those teams that, you know, blew it by passing on me. So I want to go 13th. I mean, I guess I'd like to make my way to the Raptors at some point, like you're saying, getting back to the Chicago Bulls. But then, I can't believe you guys didn't go with this. Let's pull a Kemba Walker at the end of it all. After I'm done in the pros, then let's go make some bucks. Monaco, somewhere in Europe. Oh, man. What this guy? People were like ripping on Kemba Walker. Like, oh, look at this guy, former All-Star. Now he's on Monaco. Are you kidding me? What a life, man. Who cares? He's got no spot in the NBA anymore. That's fine. Go get a great paycheck and live in a fun city. Uh, like Monaco? Oh, geez. So uh, that's what I'm going to do at the end. But otherwise, yeah, I'll play for the Raptors at some point. Yeah, sure, I'll play for the Hawks too. For a... <laughs> I want to play for two teams so somebody could use me in a hoop grid. Got to be on or the hoop grids, grid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, fun cue there from Gordon. Let's see everybody's answers uh, with that one. Would you ever want to force a trade? And sign a contract and be like, ah, I'm only I'm only going to the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn right. I want to use my power. Flex your power, yeah. yeah. For sure. Players League, why not? Yeah, sure. That'd yeah, me be too. fun. <laughs> I also see people here in the stream team saying, I'd like to be part of a draft night trade, so you wear the wrong hat. Ooh. There's always a picture of you, <laughs> like in a Hawks hat, that suddenly you're yep. playing for the Thunder. Do you think we would uh, maybe try and all find our way to the same team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, if you've done any sort of work together, you got to get together yeah. on the same team. Yeah, Dream yeah. team style. Exactly. <laughs> all right, next one here. Uh, what's up, no dunkers? This is a funny question. Me and a mate were chatting the other day about how many basketballs we owned and if there is a right or normal number. My thinking is three. One basketball for indoor courts, one for outdoor courts, and one mini basketball for throwing around the house. Would love to know what y'all think and how many basketballs do you sickos own? That's from Riley in Perth, Australia. Uh, Trey, you got very excited when we saw this question. You were like, man, this is a question I've never thought of. So you must have uh, an opinion on how many basketballs should one own? (laughs) And how many do you own? Uh, Well, that was the thing. That was the mind-blowing thing to me. I think I have too many basketballs because I have nine basketballs. Oh, oh, Jesus. What's going on in your garage, man? Well, I got a cabinet. Jack and Carol left a cabinet. I had to fill it up somehow. (laughs) Apparently, it was all basketballs. Two indoor. A Spalding and a Wilson. <laughs> Playing both sides. Uh, reaching across the aisle, the basketball aisle. Two outdoor basketballs. Uh, what do we got? A Spalding and a Molten. Oh, wow, the Molten. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. The Molten makes Never a nice outdoor basketball. Never know when you're going to find basketball. your ways overseas. So are they good balls or are they junk balls? Are they, like, usable balls? Um, these are all usable balls. Okay. I, I, I will say my, my Spalding outdoor basketball, worst ball I own. Okay. Uh, I got three kids outdoor basketballs. So just like rubbery ones, yeah, almost like yeah, the cheaper yeah, yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two of them are good. Two cool Wilsons, one pink, one orange, and then our next door neighbor Chuck uh, <laughs> saw me out there shooting. And he just brought over like a blue rubber basketball. Oh, nice. Worst ball we've got. <sighs> thanks, Chuck. Yeah, thanks, Chuck. That's a so dodgeball. Just ball. punted it back to his yard. <laughs> this ball sucks, Chuck. <laughs> if I was trying to like be cool, um, and then we have two mini basketballs, uh, an old Jordan one from when I was a kid. Um, and then another one that says Chicago on it. It's a, I think it's a, that one's a Nike basketball. And I thought we had two of those, but we moved in somewhere. It's gone somewhere. So nine basketballs, probably too many. That's a lot. Three seems like the right number. <laughs> yeah, I really think having one good one for indoors, one good one for outdoors, and then I like the addition of a mini ball. I would have never thought about that as having yeah. a basketball, but I've got two of those. And then I only have one really outdoor ball that I sometimes take to the indoor gym, but it never gets selected. Like, I have the worst ball when we show up. Yeah. It's okay for outdoors. It's 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 old at this point. It's a Spalding, and it gets deflated way too quick, but uh, I need a new ball. I got a Dick's Sporting Goods, uh, you know, gift certificate. I gotta go grab a ball. Oh, yeah. A good indoor oh, yeah. one. But well, how many do you got at your house? Dick's. Dick's is a great Because you have place. no net anymore, right? Yeah. yeah. I just have one. Yeah. And that's the right answer. Uh, unless <laughs> you're one? Unless you're a college player, Riley. <laughs> You don't need an indoor and an outdoor ball. You just need one to get the job done. Little ones, mini ones, I, I don't you even don't count, count them. Yeah. Don't yeah. even count. Because you, you could have a thousand balls. Like You could have the Chuck one that he brought over as a mini ball. Like there's, They're all in the same family mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to me. So, yeah, if you're good, two is very, very important. You don't think you need to have an indoor and outdoor, though? I mean, 
I mean, I don't. I should. No, you I'm use saying. everybody else's. Yeah, that's true. That that's a good point. Generally, you're showing up to a run. There's going to be five pretty good balls to use at this point. Because <laughs> uh, you're right. That's what I do. Yeah. I guess I'm not going to the gym. I'm not going to the Y by myself enough mm. to want to shoot around with a really good indoor ball by myself. It's usually in pickup. <laughs> They'll balls, have a rack. Yeah, you get, you get lucky sometimes. Like even the run we go to, there's some decent ones. That's the best part about getting older, man. Better basketballs. Yeah, <laughs> everybody money. shows up with yeah. a good basketball. You're right, you're right. I mean, like Skeets. If we're talking ten years ago, you show up with your piece of junk ball. We're loving that. Thing. Yeah, we're like that's nice. Yeah, that's true. But nowadays, it's like everybody's walking in with an evolution. I, it's funny you say that. I think my ball at one point back in the day was the game ball. It was a premium ball. Yeah, but now it's like people laugh at it. Past this prime. I mean, <laughs> it's actually not doing me uh, any favors when I show up. I shoot around with it, right? Like in warmups before we play on Wednesday nights, because it's like. You know, it's it's bad compared to then the game ball we're going to use. Like, uh, it's deflated. It's, like, got a little warp, maybe. Um, so then you go to a real good game ball. You're like, oh, God, this is, mm. i got to get used to this now. So different. i got to get a ball from dicks. <laughs> Just love saying dicks. They actually have great ball uh, warranties. Do they really? I, I, I got a lemon. I got a lemon ball uh, from Wilson. It was just losing air. Every time I played with it, took it back, they hooked me up, and now I literally have a lifetime warranty for a basketball. I didn't even know that was a thing. Wow. Yeah. At Dick's. At Dick's. Wow. Dick's. That makes sense. They'll watch your balls. Exactly. exactly. I went to two Dick's on Monday. No joke. Two different Dick's. <laughs> two different really? Dick's? What? You were what looking were, for the fishing yeah, section? What were you me looking too? for? Yeah. They closed it in Lawrenceville. That's crazy. Yeah, I went to a different one. Well, I uh, I was looking for the fishing section. No joke. <laughs> what? No joke. They closed yeah. it, man. Taking up a little fishing did, out on yeah. your kayak? We did. No. Oh. Um, I didn't do it on the kayak, but yeah, my daughter and I went fishing. Oh. Although I, I went to the Dick's website, I realized, okay, this particular store may be in a location that has a fishing section. So I went to my, I clicked over to my store, my sure. closer mm-hmm. store. Mm-hmm. It looked like it had a fishing section. I walked in. They said, oh, we just got rid of our fishing section. Oh, there you go. So I had to go to the other Dick's. So my daughter was saying, oh, we got to go to two dicks now. <laughs> and I said, yes. And uh, what? Dicks has everything. It literally has everything other than fishing gear. And I can't one. believe that we both went to the same <laughs> It's really weird. No, it was a different dicks. Have a... It was a different dicks. Okay. It wasn't the, so you're saying multiple dicks sporting goods are shutting down their fishing section. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wild learning stuff, things. Man. But Wild then when stuff. you go to one, a fishing section, I was like, how much fishing stuff do you oh, need? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was he said incredible. he just said before you showed up he was in one for like an hour and a half. Was that a bass pro shop? I was shop? a bass pro shop. Oh, yeah, 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 Jesus. Yeah. Got a big fishing trip next week. Oh yeah. Got to catch the big ones. So uh I did see um here this is basketball related. <laughs> My favorite bait color that I saw yesterday, Gobi Bryant. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Named after the Gobi fish and of course the basketball player Kobe wow. Bryant. Yeah. Wow. Why don't cool. you just use corn or worms? Well, anything will eat corn and worms. I'm trying to catch the bass. Man, I don't want to catch these little tiny bluegill. I'm oh, for the kids. I see, I see, yeah. I see. Okay, okay. I mean, you try worms. <laughs> I would love to try. I'd love to catch something. I didn't catch shit. That's why they call it fishing, not catching. <laughs> <laughs> you caught yourself some turtles. <laughs> yeah, not in the water. Not in the water, man. <laughs> anyway, it's great, right, great to be on the lake. <laughs> or the pond or the river hey no dunks boys I was scrolling through Facebook and the almighty algorithm recommended to me a 90 second video of Stromile Swift highlights mm. a name that I have never heard of since I only started watching the NBA in the early 2010s the video made him look so good that I looked up his career thinking he was a borderline all-star I had never heard of he wasn't <laughs> who's another random player in the league who you think has a 90 second highlight reel and could look like one of the best players in the league, but realistically was a role player or a journeyman. Cheers, that's from Adrian C. Bang on, that's exactly what Stromile Swift is. It's, yeah. It's a good call. It's a great question. I'll go with the obvious one because we always talk about him. When his career is finally over, Jeff Green is going to look like he was the greatest basketball player of all time because he just keeps building to this unbelievable mixtape. So he's the obvious one. Uh, I'll give you another Green, though, Gerald Green. Uh-huh. Throw on some Gerald Green highlights. Yeah. You're like, no, oh, this guy's Michael Jordan. This guy's incredible. Uh, also went with Rudy Gay. Yeah, you know, he's been getting around a lot because uh, he just got cut by the Thunder. Yep. I think, right? And people are like, this is why Rudy Gay was so overpowered in 2K. And it was just like a highlight tape of him dunking on everybody. Yeah. He's got so many like buzzer beaters, yep. game-winning shots. He was like uh, your favorite basketball player's favorite basketball player type beat uh, was Rudy Gay. So, yeah, he was on my list for sure. And Rudy Gay, incredibly Never made one all-star team. I find that a little 
A little strange. I just thought what he would have slipped in once. Or like an injury replacement, but only uh, all-rookie is really his only accolade. Uh, and then I also went with J.R. Smith. Um, Good one. A, a great, great, you know, 90-second reel. And for the old heads out there, Robert Pack, uh, being a small guy that was explosive dunker, um, but obviously not like an elite, elite player. Though I've heard like Bill Simmons make this case before, like you could really make a 90-second a highlight reel for like almost anybody in the league and be like, whoa. This guy's oh, the yeah. best. Oh, yeah. There's some truth to that, but those are some of the names. Who else you got? I would add Terrence Ross to the list. <laughs> Dunk champion, 50-point game. Yeah. Like He's top 60 all-time in three-pointers. I know he's done like some weird 360 layups and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I yeah. think Aaron Gordon is another guy who you saw like a defensive highlights tape from his playoffs. You throw some defense stuff in there, plus obviously his dunk contest performances, and he's had numerous in-game dunks that are pretty sick as well. That's a good one. I'll throw in somebody similar, Jason Richardson, who you know, when you like, live through his career, he was a good player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he scored 14,000 points. He played for 14 years. But at the same time, I think he's forgotten. He didn't have a lot of playoff success. He was part of the We Believe Warriors. When we talk about the We Believe Warriors, it's it's Baron Davis. Uh, and uh, the dunking, obviously, like sort of like Aaron Gordon. I mean, he, he just dunked in the big three, a, oh, a reverse dunk. Yeah, his head was high. He's, I know the angle helped him out the way that was shot, but he was up there. He's 42. He's your age. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so he's doing it. And, and like he also – he never made an all-star game. Yeah. Uh, but – He's never brought up when you talk about the best players to never make an all-star game. I'm kind of surprised yeah, by that's, that. Yeah, that's because he's – I'm just checking right now. He scored 23 points per game one year. He had two other seasons where he scored nearly 22 per game. And that's you're right. He's not on that list when you talk about guys that were really good players that never made one. Um, he should be there. Hell, we talk about Rudy Gay probably above him. But I guess he was he's just forgotten. on a he's lot forgotten. of bad teams. He's on the bad teams. Yeah. He's with bad Golden State. era for the yeah. most part. Charlotte. Yeah. He did throw a ball off Carlos Boozer's face in a rookie sophomore game. Yes. That's wow. a cool highlight. <laughs> that's a cool highlight. Put that on the highlight reel for sure. Uh, those are uh, that's a fun question there from Adrian, uh, and I'm sure you guys are saying, "What about this guy?" Oh, there's some guys right going now? around. Yeah, here. throw me some from the stream team. Desmond Mason. Uh, good one. Yeah. Rafer Alston. Ooh, dribbling. Okay. Monte Ellis. Danny Granger. Brandon Jennings. Coutinho Mobley. Al Harrington. Al Chase Harrington. Buttinger. Tyree okay. Evans. <laughs> Hold Richard on, Jefferson. Some of these names. Richard Jefferson, that's a good one. He made an all-star team. Though. Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, yeah not, but, you're not in on Danny Granger? I, I mean, some of those were also like... Also an all-star. I'm, again, Bill, oh, Simmons, all-star. Yeah, Bill yeah. Simmons' point, yeah, you could put together a pretty slick 90-second yep. highlight reel for all any of these guys, but like, try and tell me, what's Danny Granger's best play off the top of your head? Uh, it's probably Biggest a dunk. pull-up three. Well, yeah, that's why my point. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about him. <laughs> Corey Maggette? I like that one. Yeah, that's not bad. Corey Maggette and Jason dunker. Richardson. Teammates, right? Teammates. They probably had sick layup lines. <sighs> this is good. It's really good. Uh, this next question. Fun one here from, uh, from Gab. Hey, sickos. Since the FIBA World Cup is just around the corner, I just wanted to get your thoughts on who is the current top Canadian basketball player. Is it Shea Gilgis-Alexander or Jamal Murray? SGA has the edge on individual accolades like All-Star and First Team All-NBA, but Jamal has a ring and countless big playoff performances. Again, that's from uh, Gab there. In the Philippines, what do you think, Tass? This is not easy. Is it SGA or Jamal Murray as the top Canadian hooper uh, currently? I know we gotta we got to rank everybody. Why can't we just say this is the best Canadian backcourt? No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Why can't we just say this is the best backcourt in this tournament? We can say that. Period. We shall say that. Done. Full stop. Canadians <laughs> have never been able to say that ever in any tournament probably, right. I'm guessing. <laughs> Uh, under 19, did they have the best backcourt in the under 19 in 2021? I'm just saying numbers. But they have the best <laughs> tournament in the biggest – or the best backcourt, I can't talk, in the biggest tournament in the world. Okay, now we can dissect. Who's the better player? It's tough. It's tough. I mean, he's, he's – like, obviously you are making the case with uh, SGA scoring 30 a game and having first-team accolades. <laughs> Um, Ziggy just said, that's ranking how I said they were the best backcourt. <laughs> Good call, Zig. And then Jamal has these big playoff performances and, and, and now the championship. Trey, you know, you're not Canadian. You're unbiased. Who would you pick? This is a, this is the perfect timing for this. They both just came off like their best possible season. Exactly. Right? Um, different responsibilities. I think Murray is a better playmaker and a better shooter than SGA is. I think SGA is a better scorer. And probably a slightly better defender, though. I think that doesn't really matter. I think I'm 
ultimately going to go with uh, Jamal Murray, though. Because I think the three-point shooting and a little bit less reliance on free throws is better when it comes to the playoffs, which is why Jamal Murray thrives when he comes to the playoffs. He's happy to be like a support dude to Jokic during the regular season, whereas SGA does everything uh, for the Thunder. So maybe SGA takes a little bit of a step back this coming season as Giddy is ascending. Uh, they added Kaysen Wallace as well to the Thunder. Chet will take up some possessions, so maybe SGA isn't using, you know, 30 to 35% of the possessions for the Thunder this time around, and his numbers start to more closely mirror Jamal Murray. That's a tough call. Um, And I generally go with the guy who goes to the hoop uh, more often uh, for a player that I prefer. But I think just seeing how Murray was unstoppable in the finals against one of the best defensive teams in the league probably puts him over the edge for me. Yeah, that's why it's difficult to answer this until we see Shea as the lead guy in a playoff series, right? He's made the playoffs before, but he's only played like 13 playoff games, and this was way back when, you know, so more of a role player and stuff like that. I want to see him as the lead dog. And like you said, maybe that means those numbers decrease in the regular season. They're probably hoping it does, that then they can just win a bunch more games. I know the Thunder seem like a sort of a sexy, under-the-radar pick that could be like surprising people this year, you know, whatever that means, like top six uh, in the Western Conference. Maybe you think they can make that leap. Um, But I think if I have to pick between the two, like right now, just like remove everything else as just hoopers, I think I do go SGA. He is a little bit younger. I mean, not significantly. I think he's maybe like a year and a half younger than Jamal Murray. But uh, man, the guy scored 30 per game uh, in this league. And Jamal is helped out by playing with Jokic, no doubt. So I'll go SGA if I have to pick between my two babies, my two guys. Um, really excited about this World Cup, especially for t- Team Canada. Probably, I probably should uh, take my expectations and crank them way down. They're in Group H with uh, France, Lebanon, and Latvia. Uh, France, obviously, the real, real uh, competition there. And the Canadian men can qualify for the 2024 Olympics with a top-two finish among teams from the Americas. I've already went over this here on the pod, but that's the goal uh, in this World Cup. But man, they got a, they got, we saw the pool of 18 players. It'll get reduced to 12 and they're going to have a hell of a good roster. And you said they will have the best backcourt um, in or, the World Cup. Worst front court. No, I'm just no, kidding. I'm just no, kidding. But yeah, that will it's be, not the, as good as that'll the be the tough part for sure. Uh, all right, well, let's hear your answer for that one. SGA or Jamal Murray, who is the top Canadian basketball player? Right now. It's early, but 64% of the vote is going to SGA. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's that'll probably be where it falls. Two out of three will go to him. But, man, Jamal Murray, you like that guy in a playoff series, no doubt. Selling a little? Yeah. Cha-ching. Or a lot? <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling savory sausages or offering ostentatious oddities, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash nodunks, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash no dunks now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash no dunks. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, next one, Tess. 
No dunkers. I recently had heart surgery to repair my faulty valve, which I discovered while playing my regular basketball run. Whoa. Now I'm on the long road to recovery, but I'm told that my heart will be better than ever, and though it won't help me hit jumpers, I will be able to continue to play ball for many years to come. Essentially, basketball saved my life. What is something surprising that happened to you in basketball or life that later on went to be more meaningful than you originally thought? Thank you guys for keeping me company during my week-long stay in the hospital as I listened to all your free agent takes, news, and commentary, and even got the present of the latest Fast Friends. Some of your best work yet. <laughs> Though it could have been the pain meds. No, it was the pain meds, <laughs> definitely. Uh, recovering in Canada. That's from Mark I. Recover. Recover, Mark. There you go, Mark. Um, do you have an answer to this, TK? Something surprising that happened to you in basketball or life that later on went to be more meaningful than you thought? I don't know if it's more meaningful than I thought, but it is surprising to me that, like, growing up a Bulls fan, Bill Wennington was a fan favorite as a dude off the bench, as a funny guy, as a personality. Like, he gave the speech to Bulls fans after the dynasty was over. So I was, like, a big Bill Wennington fan, as everybody who was 14 years old in 1998 was. And now he's <laughs> held my kids. Like, I can I can text Bill Wennington. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, man. That's weird. But it's awesome. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just weird. Just like, I watched that guy on TV, and now he's holding my little baby. <laughs> my sweet little baby. <laughs> Who are not little babies anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Life, man. Uh, yeah, my answer for this is uh, just the timing of the Raptors coming to Toronto. And I always wonder if they hadn't added a team, obviously, when I was like 15 or 16, uh, I was into basketball, but like when you're a teenager, a young teenager at least, like you're generally into all sports if you're a sports fan. Like, you know, I played, obviously was a hockey fan, even though I didn't play ice hockey, but we played tons of like road hockey. Baseball, I was really into, uh, and, and, and many other sports, soccer and all that. Um, but then got into basketball, probably because of Jordan and the Bulls and just obviously watching the game on television. But then right then and there, when I'm just like sort of getting into it, oh my God, now I have my... Well, you know, have my own franchise at least an hour and a half from where I grew up, uh, and at least Canadian team, and two of them at that at that point. So, just the timing, perfectly played <laughs> by uh, <laughs> by David Stern to put a squad Thanks, there Dave. in uh, in Canada, and then it was like then it was over because then you could go to games and you're just a lot closer to the game. So that would be my answer. You know? Yeah, I think that that, that happened to uh, a lot of Torontonians. Oh, sure. Uh, he said baseball. That happened to Joey Votto, baseball player, who talked about Vince Carter. He, say, he's, he says his new teammate, Ellie Dela Cruz, is Vince Carter. Hmm. Uh, in that, you know, he's a ridiculous athlete. Right. Just Can't take your eyes off them. Sensational player, super fast. And uh, he, Joey Votto is our age ish and uh, grew up in Toronto. Vince Carter came around. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Vince Carter. No way. Like, Especially Vince Carter, I think. Yeah, that's a good, good addition. Well, maybe the Raptors. Um, so, yeah, I'll piggyback that answer because I thought I had a, I thought I had a, uh, I thought I had a good answer for all these, but I uh, <laughs> guess I left that one out. There's, I've got a cursor blinking <laughs> oh, yeah. right beside that one. I, I thought I had it done. I went, went for a jog with my daughter uh, this morning, and uh, then we went fishing, and I forgot to answer this question, wow. so... But that's a good answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> you got that. By me. Uh, well, final one here. Hopefully you got something written down. Uh, Heyo, I was on a trip driving through New Jersey last year and ran across the John Bon Jovi rest stop slash service area where you can fill up on gas, snacks, and John Bon memorabilia. Immediately thought of our pal Lee Ellis and his Jovi fandom. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> If you could have something very random named after you, what would it be? Signed, now follow this, signed a guy who once yelled at y'all while you were holding a kale yeah sign at an Atlanta marathon, a.k.a. Ryan. Okay, can we first address that part? Is he talking about, did you make a sign that said kale yeah when Matty O was running in the Atlanta marathon? Is Absolutely. that correct? And That's I was right. with you because yeah. we were at Bass Lost. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what did my sign say? It said complainted. Was it something about the complainted area? It probably yeah, maybe I think like it was. arrows. Like yeah, we were, like we were the area. Uh, <laughs> I we, can't remember. What my, it's something about the complainted area. But yeah, okay, you had a kale sign. That's that confirmed. And I think we also had like um maybe like a Grizzlies based sign that was about 
eating goo packs. It was like goo and grunge or something like that. <laughs> Grit and goo. <laughs> okay, Matteo will probably know our three signs. Uh, so we'll find out on is this good, I yeah. guess, on Monday. But okay, I yes. also got to say something about this email. He call he sa- he says full of John Bond memorabilia. That's not easy to say, by the and way. And then he says his Jovi fandom. Yeah, he used both of them. <laughs> yeah, but isn't it John? <laughs> and then Bon Jovi. Yes. <laughs> he thinks his not name John is John Bond. Bond. <laughs> Last name Jovi. <laughs> That's a weird name, man. John Bon Jovi. Ed Jovi John Bond. Jovi fandom and John Bond memorabilia. John Bond memorabilia is not easy to say. John Bond. We're starting to master it. Oh, uh, okay, they must what? sell chocolate. They must sell chocolates. Um, John Bond. <laughs> Yummy. If you could have something John very Bond. random named after you, Tass, what would it be? What do you have written down there? <laughs> well, I, this is what I have written down, Skeets. Oh okay. I, uh, I have cereal here. I am loyal to cereal. I'm a grown-ass man, but I will eat cereal forever, I think. <laughs> and um, I got a name. It's going to be called the Tassus, the Tassus Molasses because it's going to have molasses in it. Mm. Now, I think many people think molasses is gross, so I've got the market cornered. Nobody else is going to try and, and take my molasses corner from me. Uh, so I won't have a lot of competition, although molasses is great. It's in ginger molasses cookies. It's in other other goods um but uh it's gonna be my main ingredient in my cereal and no one's gonna want to eat it except this guy uh so it's tassus molasses cereal cereal all right molasses cereal (laughs) okay it sounds it sounds bad i I like molasses i know you're right it's i guess some people hate it yeah i drink it Okay, that's <laughs> no, you don't. No. <laughs> that's <a tough> okay, it's <laughs> a thick liquid right there. Uh, what do you got, Trey? Yeah, I, don't, I don't have a good answer for this uh, one. Like, really? We switched up. Not really. Like I don't know. I would like to have a, like a style of cannonball named after me. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, style, like, eh? yeah like how I, you styling on them? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's <laughs> like if you just do a one eighty, people are gonna be like, that's just a stupid one eighty cannonball. <laughs> K-ball. Kirby ball. That's all right. You can still. Kirby ball. Right, I'll start I mean, doing. I got to start doing only that when I jump in a pool. Yeah. That's that guy's move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think all the other adults will notice? Wow, he does that every time. <laughs> uh, JD, you can jump in here if you do have an answer to uh, something very random named after you that you'd like to see. Uh, I'd like a street. I'm just shooting for the moon here. I want street. a street in Toronto, Ontario. Mike Myers got a street. You know, they're renaming streets all over the place. The Blue Jays got a street. The Blue Jays got a street. (laughs) They used to live on it. We should rename that street after us, actually, because we used to podcast on, like, just call it Jones Boulevard or something. That's a good point. Yeah. Because that's where TBJ was, Mm -hmm. up in the old uh, games room at at my condo. And And then down the street, the the corner of uh, the score, yeah. Nobody has podcasted more on that street. I don't think. I Prove believe, me wrong. I believe technically that's Peter Street because it turns Peter at the Street. intersection. Okay, well, so, oh, so yeah. give what us the, the Peter part. King and yeah. Peter. Give yeah. us the Peter part. But it changes from Blue Jay's way yeah. at uh, King. Yeah, yeah so. take the yeah. Peter part because it's very confusing. It's got two names. Exactly. This is going to make it even more confusing. More confusing, because, yeah. yeah. We'll take that block between Skeets' condo and <laughs> the old score. Building. Okay. That's where Wayne Gretzky's was in between. Yeah, that. but it's not there anymore. So Is it gone? I don't know, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't been, I haven't been back Love there. your wine, Wayne! <laughs> uh, you reminded me of an answer for this when you were talking about, like, your cannonball moves. Uh, I like to say I created the 360 jump fart. I think you so did. you could name that after me if you would like to. <laughs> That's good. Uh, obviously, jumping in the air, doing a 360 while farting, and then landing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, if you keep going up, quite the, quite the fart. Uh, but I like it. Pull, I'm going to pull skeets here. Jump into a fart. Oh, I'm not really going to oh, do it. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying it works as a term. Yeah. Uh, you have to like get people's attention. You have to like make it a big deal. You got to say, hey, well, you just say, it. hey, watch this. And then for whatever reason, people sort of go quiet for a second. And what then, is he, doing? Yeah, jump and fart. Uh, but my real answer was, and uh, you guys can either you know say this is a good idea or a bad idea. You can shoot it down if you want. When we used to play horse a lot. I feel like my number one move I could get a letter on you guys with was the throw the ball behind the back, sort of all in one motion over your shoulder, then to catch it in one motion and lay it in. I feel like I got you guys a lot with that one, though you started to get better and better at it because I kept going to it. The but Rudy to me, Fernandez. Uh, yeah, sort of. Like, yeah, you see people dunk it. Um, 
But that to me was my horse shot. That was almost like, oh man, I got to get a letter on these guys. I'm going to go to the old That's skeet your horse seat. shot? I would say so. I yeah. thought your horse shot was shooting like uh, over the backboard from behind the backboard. Yeah, but that like you see a lot of people do that. I mean, that's not like, I can't take that one. <laughs> it's been done before me and will be done well after me. Uh, but I think the little flip behind the back in one motion, catch it and lay it in. Uh, I think that could be called a skeetsy. I think you could try that out. Okay. Out on the, uh, out on the court with whatever basketball you're using, an indoor or an outdoor. And uh, just start calling it the skeetsy. I'll have to do a video to really explain it because I know it's sort of difficult what I'm saying here. But uh, no, nah, that's yeah. easy to understand. If you've seen a white guy in an NBA slam dunk contest, he has done this move. That's right. Brent, I, I did Brent it in our did dunk, con- Rex Chapman, dunk contest. Brent, Brent Barry, uh, Rudy Fernandez, yeah. Chase Buttinger. Chase probably nah, he didn't do no. it, but that's a good oh, one. Yep. He's a white guy in the dunk contest. Uh, Pat Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton. <laughs> he didn't do it either. Mason Plumley. <laughs> oh, <laughs> name all the white guys in dunk contests. Bob Sura. Oh, Ooh, nice good one. one. Hell, he may have tried it. <laughs> he may have tried it. Anyone else? Rudy Fernandez classifies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, anyway, try the Scootsy horse shot. <laughs> try the Scootsy. And I'll do a video for you guys out there. Uh, uh, speaking of inventing things, mm-hmm. um, the Hall of Very Good is used in baseball. Heard Joey Votto say it mm-hmm. uh, recently in a great clip where he calls out Chris Mad Dog Russo. That was used here the term hall of very good when we were talking about al horford for instance like a yeah. decade ago i think it was like a decade ago mm-hmm. oh it's been around for a while or at least we've said it a long yeah time. i know so i just want to know who said it first hall of very good a player God, that doesn't like have the something capability simmons honestly said too though nah you don't think so nah i think it was tass you don't think billy Roll boy said tass. it mm. uh-oh yeah how long ago we're we talking i don't know i just googled hall of very good First thing that comes up, Hall of Very Good, begun in 2002. Yeah, see. The Hall of Very Good it seeks to honor outstanding players and coaches who are not in the Hall of Fame. And who who did Professional it? Professional Football Researchers Association. Oh, okay, wow. Huh? <laughs> oh, Frankie Albert made it, huh? <laughs> Salute to you, Frankie. Alan Amici. Well, the Galloping Ghost, they called him. Was in the Hall of Very Good? I think so. <laughs> Roger Craig. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know that guy. Yeah, yeah 49ers. You know that guy. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Keep going. Okay, uh, let me see if uh, Jay Hilgenberg is a Chicago don't, Bears center. Don't know. Center? <laughs> yeah, he's center. Oh. Ed Tutal Jones. Yes. That's a good name. Yep. Bucko Kilroy. <laughs> Those are great names, man. Wow, this is still active. They're inducting people like as of 2022. Okay, this so is good. that's them. Okay, respect. Salute. Maybe basketball. We first brought it to basketball. Maybe, yeah. 2012, wow. there's a Bleacher Report article creating the MLB's Hall of... Very good. Okay. So, Jorge Posada, behind the dish. Mm. Well, here's what we should do. Mark McGuire. We're looking for content during the summer. Maybe we induct uh, a few guys into the Hall of Very Good. I love it. (laughs) Come to the table with a couple names. It's a great, hey, what about this guy? I mean, it's the ultimate, what about this guy? Yeah, Al Horford's leading the way. Oh, we can induct uh, current players. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes. It's up to us to decide. All right. Let us know if you like that idea. Hit the like button if you like that idea. I got to say these two names. Yeah, go ahead. I got to say these three names. Go ahead. Fuzzy Thurston. (laughs) Wow. Fuzzy Thurston. He was a guard for the 1958 Baltimore Colts. Did he come up with the term Thurston? Thirsty? (laughs) He was the first guy to be thirsty. Fuzzy Thurston. Tank Younger. Listen to these names. Fuzzy Tank. You said Bucko or whatever. And then my favorite one that I can't stop looking at. Mick Tingleoff. <laughs> These fake. Are these fake Mick names? Tingleoff. <laughs> Hall of very good names. Mick Tingleoff. Hall of very Mick good Tingleoff. names. Yeah, there he is. Spec Sanders. Oh, dude, this guy looks like a football player, man. <laughs> Holy, this guy was pulling chicks. Mick Tingleoff in the '60s. Yeah, man. <laughs> This guy just looks like Johnny Football, oh, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that guy's guy. got a sweet look. Oh, nice hair on this guy, man. Mick Tingleoff. Okay, real name Henry. They called him Mick. All right. Uh, well, that's it for Beach Stepping, guys. Uh, hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. All you podcast listeners, do your boys a favor. Leave us a five-star rating and review. That's it for this week. We are in the summer programming here. It gets a little wild. Uh, had some fun ones, though, earlier this week. 
highly encourage you to check out uh, the No Bunts episode that we also had in the No Dunks feed. Tass and Joel doing like an MLB NBA crossover ep, a lot of fun. And we had Is This Good? I was on it with Matteo and JD uh, last week. Trey will be up there on Monday. Uh, it's the, uh, the the summer of dunks as uh, Matteo was calling it. So we will have uh, Trey, like I said, on Monday. Tass will be later on, uh, I guess, in early August. So, uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe. And we'll have some other fun podcasts as well. Yeah, you're off fishing next week for a little bit. You're Sweet. off uh, with Tennessee, I guess, for a little mm-hmm. trip next week. I'm off this weekend to going to a wedding in Canada. But, you know, we'll piece together some shows next week. Just make sure you subscribe. That's all you got to do, everybody. Thanks for joining us here. Really appreciate it. Until you see us next week, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and Remember, we were naming white guys in the slam dunk contest. We didn't say Mac McClung. Oh. That's on us. Tom Chambers. Ooh. Birdman. Oh, <laughs> notorious Bird- dunk contest. A lot more than you think. Yeah, somebody yeah. wrote Matt Bullard, but that ain't true. That's Matt <laughs> Bullard. <laughs> You liar. You made me Google it for some <laughs> reason. Liar. I don't think Bullard was in the dunk yeah, contest. Yeah, but he comes up when you Google Matt Bullard, three, a three-point contest. Oh, that makes have sense. You, have you seen contest. Mick Tingletoff or Tinglehoff yet? Look at that guy. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen his head. It's a Frank Brikowski head. Yeah. He's uh, got a nice head. This guy's got, got nice. a great head. Yeah, Five-time all pro. All right, everybody have a nice Mick Tinglehoff weekend. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Praise the weekend, people. <laughs> <laughs>